Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. This is Jamie Rosenberg, Assistant Editor for the American Journal of Managed Care. As technology in healthcare continues to advance, data and insights are becoming more readily available to physicians. We are continuously moving in a direction toward physicians having real-time data at their fingertips in order to inform clinical decisions and improve patient care. Access to real-time data is particularly important in the rapidly changing landscape of oncology. Startups like Flatiron Health center around the use of technology to transform the way cancer is understood and treated. Later on, we'll hear from Dr. Bobby Green about how Flatiron is working toward a learning healthcare system that takes data from the point of care and uses that data to generate knowledge and feed it back to the point of care in order to inform better care. But first, we speak with Samir Hausery about how his startup is bringing tumor board insights to the point of care. Samir Hausery is the CEO of the MedNet, a tech-based medical startup that connects oncologists around the country to improve cancer care. Tapping into multidisciplinary tumor boards, the MedNet has launched a digital tumor board program. The program brings together the top cancer minds in the country to share their knowledge and insights with oncologists around the nation. So to start off, can you give us a little more background of the MedNet? Yeah, absolutely. So the MedNet is an online platform where oncologists across the country get access to experts who will answer their questions and, and really help them deliver the best care to their patients. Uh, those answers get saved and they're indexed in our database so that every other doctor can have access to that information as well. Uh, in cancer, things change so quickly that it's very often difficult for physicians in the community who treat all different types of cancer to keep up. So it's really important to be able to have them uh, connect with experts and just see how things are being done at these big academic centers. Uh, we actually started this company because of a personal situation uh, where we actually experienced this firsthand. And we were seeing large variations in terms of what was happening in the community uh, versus what was happening in academic centers. So that's really the, the purpose of the site. It's to kind of bridge that knowledge gap between uh, academic centers and, and community practices and just get information out much faster so that patients are getting this care. And so the purpose of today's call is for the MedNet's Digital Tumor Board Program. So can you give a brief rundown on this program, the idea behind it, the need for it? You previously mentioned in oncology, it's so rapidly changing and there's so much information. So how that plays into it? Yeah, absolutely. So the goal of the Tumor Board Program is to get the most up-to-date information about best practice from the world's top cancer centers. New innovations and standards of care in cancer are really coming from these top academic centers. And experts are always talking to each other to share share their knowledge at places like Yale and Anderson, et cetera. Uh, But very often, these conversations stay between the four walls of these top cancer centers. So we have this idea. What if we could share the discussions that are happening at these top centers around the countries? And what if, instead of being restricted within those four walls, that those conversations could be shared with all oncologists. Uh, you know, very often what we found was that these conversations actually happened at the tumor board in those, those, those weekly meetings at, uh, at those institutions. 
So we ended up partnering with eight NCI-designated cancer centers uh, who all post answers and questions that come up at each other's Zoom awards. We then make this information available to all the oncologists across the country by adding it into our searchable database. Uh, the program really makes it possible for community oncologists around the country to be a fly on the wall at these top cancer centers in the world and give their patients really cutting-edge care. Uh, currently, we're partnered with MD Anderson, UCLA, Yale, University of Utah, Columbia, University of Wisconsin, Ohio State, uh, University of Michigan, and then uh, University of Indiana. And so if I'm a doctor and I have a patient come in and I decide to use the Minutes program, how exactly will that process work? Yeah, so the goal of this program really is to make the information available before the doctor needs it. Uh, a typical use case might be that a doctor is seeing a new patient and they're not quite sure how to treat the situation. They'll go onto our site and then do a search on how to treat that situation. Um, and then they might find that that same thing was discussed at one of the tumor boards uh, maybe a month ago. So basically, in 30 seconds, they can get access to the conversation that was had between the top cancer centers and determine how to apply it for their own patients. Uh, very often, what we see is that people will actually reference these conversations in their own tumor boards and use it to really help further drive uh, discussion. This is very different from, uh, you know, like a telemedicine where people are dialing in, here's the case, and then the people are discussing it. I think what we're trying to do is how do we take those conversations happening at top institutions and then scale that so that basically we, the, the useful information that can be taken and applied to somebody else's practice makes it out there in a, in a way that's easy to digest and easy to find. So we've been hearing a lot about using real-world data to improve patient outcomes. And while this is different than going to the EHR and seeing how past doctors have treated patients with a similar disease state or mutation, there's a similar concept to it of getting real-time data, of real conversations. So how do you think tapping into these tumor boards will further promote high-quality care and, in turn, improve patient outcomes? Yeah, so it really is a similar concept because in both cases, we're trying to answer a question on what to do. From the data side, you try to look at data to see patterns. We've taken a different approach, and we've said, why not ask the people who have the most experience? Just tell us what they would do. Um, you know, while the data approach, I think, makes sense in theory, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done in terms of standardizing the collection and recording the data uh, to answer the types of questions that we're answering. Um, and even then, you're still going to need experts to make the sense of the data. I think what we're doing is that we're actually giving them the information that's useful today, and they can use it today, and that's actually what we're seeing, where people are actually using this information. They're actually printing out the information and putting it into patient files, um, and it's actually helping improve decision-making uh, as of now, not, not 10, 15 years from now. And what has the feedback been like so far? Are there any examples you can give of physicians utilizing this program and the results they've gotten from it? Yeah, so we're actually doing a study right now where we've put in the platform, we're actually capturing how is this changing people's uh, practice. Uh, so that's something that's ongoing. We want to publish a paper on, on, on the effectiveness uh, of, this, of this program. So what are the next steps, or do you have any final words of what you see in the future for this program? I think the next steps is just to continue to expand the program. I mean, right now we have eight institutions, and uh, you know we're actually getting inbound interest uh, from institutions as well. They want to take part of this, um, so I think we're just going to keep keep expanding this uh, and 
we'll see where it goes from there. And is there anything else you think is important to bring up or mention? Yeah, I guess maybe the, you know, what might make this a little different from most of the things out there. Um, and, and I think really the, the big thing that makes us different uh, is that we are really proactive and reactive uh, based on in terms of what's going on in the real world. I think most clinical references are fairly static or get updated on a, on a schedule based on what an editor might decide is important uh, or, or maybe a, a, a panel of, of, of physicians might think is important. Uh, with, with the MetNet, what's interesting with the tumor board at least, uh, it's, it's proactive in the sense that we're actually capturing important conversations that are going on in the real world at these top institutions. And typically they happen there first, so we're trying to get it out before most doctors actually even come up, you know, have those situations come up in their own practice. Uh, but we're also reactive in a sense that if a doctor doesn't find what they're looking for on the platform, they can ask it, and, and uh, we will basically work with experts to, to, to get answers for that uh, and make that available to everybody else. So I think that's really something that makes us very unique uh, from any other really tools uh, that physicians are using today. To get insight into how Flatiron Health is providing oncologists with point-of-care tools and to get a better sense of where healthcare is in making data usable at the point-of-care, we sat down with Dr. Bobby Green, Senior Vice President of Clinical Oncology at Flatiron Health. So what does Flatiron Health do with the patient data that its clients capture to help improve care delivery? Ultimately, what we're building is what's called a learning healthcare system. So taking data from the point of care as doctors are taking care of patients, using that data to generate knowledge, and then taking that knowledge and feeding it back to the point of care to help inform better care. And that's a learning healthcare system. And we're doing it predominantly in two areas. One is using de-identified patient data to generate real-world evidence to help go back and inform that care. So looking, for example, at how something called tumor mutational burden, which is something that you can find out about lung cancer patients, how that interacts with the use of certain drugs that are being used for lung cancer, and whether you can actually use a biomarker like that to try to predict whether or not patients are going to respond to drug. And ultimately, that's incredibly useful information as a clinician to be able to have to share with your patient. And there are questions that we think can be answered with real-world evidence. At the same time, there are always going to be a need for prospective interventional clinical trials. We believe that the world is changing in this direction. Groups like the Food and Drug Administration, legislation from 21st Century Cures, the Cancer Moonshot, are all pushing us in a direction and really in many ways almost mandating that we rethink how we do clinical trials, how we think about using technology as well as a network of practices to really enable the clinical trials of the future. And that's another thing that we think is critical and that we're building the data infrastructure to do. How far have we come in making data usable at the point of care? And what challenges remain? I think we're very, very early. We've luckily been able to take some of these data in publications that we've had. The example I just gave you with tumor mutational burden, where we've published that data and think that that's just one more thing in the toolkit that a clinician can use to help inform care, and we're continuing to publish. So that's one way the information gets back to clinicians is through publications, but we're also working on ways to deliver that information 
immediately at the point of care through a portal to clinicians. We're very, very early um, in this, but we think a big component of it is first having the network and second having the data infrastructure that allows you to do this and we've been actively working on building both. To learn more about the use of technology and point of care tools in oncology, go to AJMC.com or see the show notes. Thank you.